Today, we're talking, uh, we're, we've had a hell of a day here at Revival Cycles. Uh, we've done a, a, a little, we've had a very special visitor today. Mr. Jay Leno is here. He's come in to, to hang out with us and ride some motorcycles. Jay? Why, thanks. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a great day. I'm a little tired. We were hot. We get in here into the cool office and get to talk, and the whole idea behind our podcast was that we would record some of the conversations that we that we have around the workshop, uh, and maybe encourage us to do a bit more. We're we're a bit serious around here sometimes, and we work a lot. And it's many times I started saying, "Man, if we would just record some of this, a it could help someone. Someone might give a shit about it, but more importantly, it encourages us to to talk more and to kind of connect with yeah. each other." So anyway. Go. Anyway, you were talking about not stretching yourself too thin. Yeah. Yeah. Go right. Ahead. So, in a, I feel like that's just my habit. It's a bad habit, though. You know, it's fine when, I mean, it's, the business is growing, growing. Eventually, you level off, or you hit a bump, or some customer doesn't pay. I didn't. I don't know when your career took off. What age you were? How old were you? You think? Well. My, I always live within my means at every point, so it was never yeah. a problem. I didn't mean like that. I just meant like, for me, I, I didn't feel like I was even hitting a stride of anything I even enjoyed doing until I was 33, 34. And I feel like what I was what I was saying is that I feel this urge to catch up. And I, and I know that's kind of ridiculous. No, not yeah. really. I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being discontented. It keeps you, you know moving all the time if motivated you're, yeah. if you're contented then you then you're contented then you right. you know it's like seinfeld and i used to say what if you take a vacation and you like it then you're screwed <laughs> because now you're on vacation yeah. all the time yeah yeah you know i mean <laughs> if you like what you do that's your vacation I, i've never taken a vacation in my life i'm not a vacation person yeah but i like what i do but i happen to work in places that are vacation destinations it's true you know yeah. i could go three shows in Hawaii or something. Okay, fine. There's a water. Okay, there's a wave. Thank you. I got it. Thank you. That's enough vacation for me, but I'm working. You know. And you're not going to... I now know you're not going to sit there and, and dip your toes in no, the sand. No, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. And hang out on the beach for three no, hours. No. And, but you're so tan. Uh, just Italian. Just Italian. It keeps you naturally tan. Yeah. Wonderful L.A. weather. Probably helps. This too. is like L.A. weather, yeah. No, no, he... He just, yeah, he meant like because oh. you live in L.A. and you always got the good weather, you're always in the sun. Actually, I'm on the road all the time, so it's not like I'm in L.A. that much, you know. But Yeah, David was telling us that you're 200 yeah. days a year, you're on the road. Yeah, 210 about, yeah. It's pretty impressive. That's a lot of days. I, that's yeah. all right. I mean, you know, you do it until they don't want to see, and then fine. That's when you take your time off, you know. He has such a simple way of putting things. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, you work until people don't want you anymore. Okay, yeah. there's your vacation. Okay, yeah. thank you. yeah. I feel. I, I guess that's it. Is that I've just never felt. You. you we talked about self-esteem earlier, and, and and I've never felt in demand. And now that we've gotten some demand, then there's this drive to just please everyone and do everything you can yeah, for everyone. Yeah, you know? that's true. You just have to realize when you're. You know. Do you ever hear of uh, this guy named Will St. Clair? You ever hear a car called the Will St. Clair? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Will St. Clair was Henry Ford's metallurgist. Yeah. 
That's he's right. the guy that developed the Ford logo, the blue oval with the thing. Mm -hmm. And he's the guy that came up with vanadium steel. And Henry Ford just wanted to build a cheap, good, reliable car that people could drive every day. Right. And Will St. Clair wanted to build a great car. And he did. He built the Will St. Clair. It had uh, overhead valves, bevel drive to overhead valves, uh, like a Ducati. Wow. Um, you know, driving the cam, ba 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 ba. It was based on the Hispano Sueza aircraft motor. It was a V8 in 1920. He built a whole town with his schools and everything. Right, yeah. And the car was too good. People didn't need anything that good. You know, when the Mustang came out, it was supposed to have independent suspension. But, but yeah. Leo Koga said, you know, forget all that crap. Yeah, let's use the Falcon. Take a Ford Falcon, yeah, yes. put the Mustang body, make it look sexy, give it a four-speed, give it a V8, you'll sell a million of them. And that's what they did. And sometimes, you know, you build, you know, I meet a lot of bike builders all the time. And how much is a bike going to be? $92,000. I go, I mean, it's nice. Yeah. But is it $92,000? And it's not like all the work isn't in it, because that's what it took to do it. But what can Harley can stamp a tank like that, and it's $800, and you make one and handcraft it, and yours is $5,500 kind of look the same yeah. <laughs> you know that's that's the problem with a lot of custom stuff so the idea i think is to make it different enough and custom enough where it's still accessible to regular people i mean that's that's the real trick i mean that's carbon fiber will be able to do that and some of the other new things they have but i, I meet guys all the time that do billet stuff and it it looks great right and uh, but unless your client is a gazillionaire, well, I mean, I'll admit that's that's who we've been doing most of our bills, and that's for. great. Yeah, that's yeah. great. But sooner or later, you're going to have to appeal to. For example, Harley makes more money selling T-shirts than they do selling yeah. bikes yeah. because they have an image and they have, and that's not a put down. Right. People are proud to wear it and they, what it represents and everything. Okay, but you can make a T-shirt. For a dollar seventy-five, and you can sell it for twenty bucks. Or you can make a bike for twenty-two thousand dollars and sell it for twenty-three. Yeah, five, not a lot maybe, of margin there. And then right. finance, and then floor, and then they got to deliver it to the thing. Okay, so which is the better deal? You sell know? fifty thousand t-shirts. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. yeah. So the idea is, you know, you you make your brand and you and you you expand it. So other part people they can't afford your brand, but they want to be associated. So they buy. The revival, small thing. The revival, this. The revival, right. You know, and that kind of stuff. As you know, if you looked in our store when you were at the hotel earlier, we're we're getting into that. And yeah, and that's I'm sure great. You saw all the the stuff up at the at the handbuilt show too. The yeah, jacket yeah. you had on earlier. I mean that. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 a smart way to and, do it. And we enjoy that stuff. I, I get a geek out a little bit about most of it. It's not just a regular T-shirt, but that's right. No, but, I think that's a smart way to go. Yeah. Um, well, since we're talking, you know the whole topic we've come up with that we want to discuss with, with most all of the, the people that are really our mentors and, that, and I consider you one of our mentors for certain I know it's a big word but <laughs> but you you've taught me a lot over the course of of, of our conversations well, I'm sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> so what's well, the question well the question is and all the things you've done you know how 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 have you fucked up and what did you learn from it because that, to me, is the thing that we don't get to hear that much of from, from people like Well, you. you know, most people can't do anything. And some people can do one thing. Right. And there are a handful of people that can do 
a lot of different things. And those right. are the really unbelievable people. But it's like you say, when we look at your business, you have some engineering, but you also have finance and business. Yeah. But then you hire people like Stefan, who are mechanical geniuses, for lack of a better word, but can make things happen that you couldn't do yourself. Right. And that's the real key to do it. You, you, hire, good, you hire good people and you let them do what they do. Right. If you hire good people and then tell them what you want them to do, well, then hire bad people because bad people do what you want them to do. Yeah. Good people will know how to do what they're doing. And that's, I mean, when I did The Tonight Show for 20 years, I hired good people. And when I argued with them, I give them the benefit of the doubt because that's why I hired them because they're good at what they do. Right. Yeah. If you're going to agree with me all the time, I don't need you. I can get a guy for f 10 bucks an hour to agree with me. <laughs> you know what tell I mean? me what I want to hear. Tell I actually, me, yeah, I mean, I that's the trick. The I, trick is to, is, yeah. is to uh, you know, find good people, hire them, take care of them. And, and, and the business yeah, will take care I, of the way, What I like to say around here is, is that you're here because you're better at me, better, better than me at something, and I want you to be telling me what you need. How can I help you do your job better? No, you know this saying. better than me. Yeah, I know what you're yeah. saying. It doesn't always go that way. Sometimes yeah, I micromanage yeah. the I shit mean, out of it. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what... Uh, I'm sure I've screwed up a lot of things. I just can't... There's, I, there's, the list is long. I, I like to say around here that I, I fuck up more than anybody here. I guarantee it. It's just I do a lot of things and I make up for it. And I learn from my fuck-ups most of the time. Yeah, yeah, right? well, that's true. I, I'm lying, I mean, I can't spell. I'm dyslexic. Uh, there's a lot of things. I, I, I'm a huge believer in low self-esteem, you know? Yeah, you well, know people with high self-esteem are yeah. criminals and actors because <laughs> they think they're really cool. They think whatever. If you, if you assume you're not the smartest person in the room, just shut up and listen. Yeah. And as soon as you open your mouth, people will realize you are not the smartest person in the room. So that's always my, my thing. You just kind of, okay... Let me just size up the situation. It's why I don't send out tweets. I see more people get in trouble. They hear something, well, then they immediately send something out. Then, of course, their information was wrong or something yeah. else or somebody's insulted or they, they didn't have their facts right when they you tweeted. Mean, yeah. It's like, you mean, they should just call it trumping instead of tweeting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, what he's doing, he, he is doing so many things with that. But anyway, I won't, I won't get into that. I've just figured, I mean, for us, this the amount of stories of things that we've done whether it's motorcycle related or car related and i guess maybe if you want to narrow it down to motorcycle or car related you could because i know there's something that that's in there that that you don't talk about and oh yeah just, well i i've done this many times by something sight unseen which just, is something you should never do yeah yeah and most of the time it's okay but a couple of times it's gone horribly wrong you know like that, what that's okay say, do you have a specific yeah on that Jack? huh do you have a specific example i'd love to hear that yeah, I was in an auction once, and I bought a 39 Lagonda, and the, the motor was just bad on it. Right. I mean, you know, Didn't but I, it, I saw right. it at the auction. I fell in love with it. I'm bidding against the chandelier, you know. I don't know who. Who's that other guy? What? what? Yeah. Oh, the, <laughs> yeah, they do that. They know, create some buzz guy, easily, know? yeah. And I was going down the 405, and whoever built the car had put the knockoffs on the wrong side. So as the car went out, all four wheels came off within... A couple of you know within like 10 miles just you know <laughs> just fell down the brake drums i saw two of the wheels go in front of me the other two fell off i said okay on the 405 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe i should drive wow. this first yeah yeah time. that's why you should drive it first. but that's what happens you know you get all wound you get so caught up in the excitement of it you know i bought a stolen car once oh really yeah i didn't know um i bought a, a really really cherry toyota super turbo like you know that second third generation and i was I was so so excited and so pleased about it, and I got it for 
what at the time I mean maybe it was three grand and it should have been six so I was like oh god what a great deal got a title signed over the whole deal yeah and um I lack you know I I don't register those things really quickly two years later I'm finally getting around to registering it because I've gotten a ticket all right and um and they say yeah this this car's stolen it's been reported stolen a long time ago here's who owns it because you know I'm there they figure I'm not I haven't really stolen the car so I call the guy <coughs> bless you and I called I call the guy and I got lucky he said send me 150 bucks my insurance company already paid for this someone stole this from me from my car a lot blah 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 Oh, and I, back in the day when you had to like write a check out and right, send the right. check and and wait and you know a month later the plates and the title showed up. But what I learned from that is that just because you got a title in in your hands, yeah. and just because if it's too good to be true and it seems that way, it is. You know, <coughs> just because it looks like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan, <laughs> what are you talking about? Just because he looks like a dude. <laughs> know why i get reference for that <laughs> uh, well you stepped in a little late apparently you had some problems on the road yeah. when we were on our ride just yeah. now we just went on a motorcycle ride out out uh you know 20 30 miles away uh, yeah on our we bikes. had a few minor little glitches with the bike um and what it ultimately turned out to be was a loose battery connection at the starter solenoid and although the uh nut that secures it is actually um loctited so it shouldn't back off and it was still in place and it wasn't backing off um there was a little bit of solder that had dripped oh. down when the cable was made and that solder over the time that the bike's been running was enough to just kind of wear down and that allowed the connection to loosen up so this really isolated random small detail ends up ruining a perfectly good day to go for a motorcycle ride J jay and i left you on the side of the road we yeah. have to yes. say that yeah, yeah. which you guys should have at that point i mean was it, well, was it? one nice thing about older vehicles is, for the most part, you can always get them home. Yeah, yeah. that's what I like about older vehicles. In, in vintage modern quite. stuff. Yeah. Some electronic part goes out. You know, it's funny. You could pick up a Stanley Steamer from 1906 and fire it up tomorrow, because it's made of metal. Nothing really deteriorates. You know, you an '88 Ford Taurus that was parked. Yeah. That, that electric circuit board. It's probably just degenerated to the point where it's not. I mean, it's not. You can't fix it. Right. You can't yeah. pull it out and solder it and, and do some. You have to find another circuit board for that. Right. Specifically. You know. Yeah. That's that's the frustrating thing about modern. Well, one of my great memories from hanging out with you in the garage was was uh, one afternoon when Stefan and I were there. You were underneath. I can't remember which steamer. The was it the white that yeah. has the gasoline. Not, not the yeah with yeah, the gasoline we, burner, the instant burner, right, your steam right, car, yeah, yeah. and it was you underneath the car with a blowtorch, and you're, I mean, you're messing with it for a good 20, 30 minutes underneath there with the, you know, the propane torch, right, right, right. trying to get something warmed up, and suddenly you stood up and said, "You want to go for a ride?" And I'm like, "The guy's underneath the thing with fire," yeah, and fine. says, "Let's go for a ride." <laughs> we went for a ride, <laughs> we're, and I had no idea that that's what we were about to do was leave yeah, on a 30 well, minute go, journey. See, well, the other thing, Jay, that I don't think you realized at the time is that the reason I was in Burbank was actually to have a meeting with um, a bunch of surgeons for the job that I used to do. And as we took off in the white, I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go for a ride with Jay in the white steam car, of course, except I knew I was getting precariously close to the start of my, the meeting that I had been flown out to Burbank to have. Okay. And so I ended up being like 30 minutes late because we funny. sort of ran out of steam on the ride and it took oh. a little longer. Literally, we ran out yeah. of steam. Yeah. It was, <laughs> but 
<laughs> it was not a problem because as I got to my meeting, I explained why I was late, and I, I think I earned the best excuse in history. Oh, so they, they let go. they let there it slide. Go. See, there you are. <laughs> but but to me, yeah, I mean that's the appreciation of arcane, somewhat arcane technology that that has this. Yeah, we we were able to just build up a little steam and get back home. Well, it right? comes down to stuff made by hand. Hands haven't changed, yeah. so you can still make it again. Right. Electronic stuff changes. Programs change. I mean, floppy disks. What are you going to do with that? Just try and play uh, something on a videotape now. Find right. somebody with a videotape. Yeah. It, it doesn't exist anymore. So that's what I like about handmade stuff. The, the, the way it was made is still made the same way. Right. You know? So yeah. you can usually get it running and get it going. One of the things I appreciate about when we do the cannonball, when we ride the, the pre-war bikes across the country, is that most of the guys have the ability to, with the tools in their truck, continue on this right, ride, right. right? And and if you were on a modern Ducati and something went out, it's just game over. Uh, case not in even, point. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's I mean, just done. We're kind of circling around a concept that's been in my head for a while, and I'm kind of curious, as a collector, Jay, what you think about this. I'm wondering what happens to some of these modern cars that have so many computers and so many electronics. Yeah. Where are they going to be in a hundred well, years? We talk about. You ever that. read the yeah. book Fahrenheit 451? No. Do you know the book? Yeah. I'll write it down. Yeah. Well, it's a movie too. It's a oh, good. Okay. What it is is it Ray takes. Bradbury. Yeah, it takes place in the future, and oh, all yeah. the books have been burned. You know, the, the government is whatever it is, and everybody memorizes one book, and they just walk around and they're that book, and I found that with cars. It's like with McLaren F1s. There's a couple of dozen mechanics, and all they do is fix McLaren. They know every part of it. The SLR McLaren. There's a half a dozen guys, factory trained guys. That's all they do. The Porsche Carrera GT, they built 1,350 of them. There's 10 guys. That's all they do. Is fix. And these guys know, though, and you have to seek out these guys. I mean, they have the knowledge. They have everything. You know, I found that in the Vincent Club. Uh, there are Vincent guys in their 80s that I still go to. They know every part. They know exactly what's wrong. And you just, you know, they, they specialize in that. You know, I have a friend of mine who's a magician. And he went and lived with a guy in Kansas City for three years, a 92-year-old man, so he could learn. This guy could roll coins on his fingers, like, yeah. and, and make the, the dime disappear. Yeah. And, yet, and still at 92, he could do it. And he promised to teach this kid all his skills if the kid would be his caregiver. And that's what he did. He lived with him for three years and learned his magician tricks until the guy died. Now he has the knowledge. And that's kind of what it is with these yeah. old cars. You know, when, when I was a kid and my dad was a kid, every kid knew a little something about cars. Now kids know nothing. Yeah. But the ones that know really know. I yeah. mean, I have kids that come to my garage that are 20, 18, 19, 20 years old. And boy, they really know this is all they do. You know, mm -hmm. they're like computer nerds, but mechanical nerds. Yeah. You know, there was a whole generation, uh, you know, Leo Goosen, uh, Harry Miller, all these guys in the 30s. They were the Bill Gates. They were the Steve Jobs of the mechanical world back in the day. You know, when they did, uh, when they did the Miller cars right. and, and, you know, the Offenhausers. And the way Gates and, and, and Steve Jobs and all the guys are about computers they were that way about mechanical things like the Duesenberg the Duesenberg brothers could look at something and go that's off a hundred thousand just what 
<laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, they. Was that intuitive? Harry yeah, Miller right. could do that. Right. Harry Miller could. No, you're a hundred thousands off there. Yeah. And he had an eye for beauty and an eye for design. It, you know, it, it, it's interesting how it works. It just certain times in history, the right people come along at at the right time. Right. You know, I don't know what Steve Jobs or Bill Gates would have done if they'd been born in 1920. Right. Maybe they might have invented the television. I don't know. But you know, you just happen to, you can only live in the time you live in. But in those times, there are people that are perfectly suited to those times. Right. And, I, and that's ahead. what I see with younger kids now. They, they, you know, they're into motorcycles or cars or whatever it might be. And boy, they know every aspect of it. We, we, I recently had sort of, sort of an epiphany about that. I, you know, I read about jobs and, and I've read a lot, quite a bit about that. And, that stuff's really humbling and and it seems almost superhuman and 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 the levels of some of the people that you're talking about so i won't in any way uh compare ourselves to them at all but the the inspiration that they lead um or that they give us is incredible and what we recently realized was that as guys who are building motorcycles and as guys who are trying to 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 leave some mark on the on the bikes that we're building um there's so many people that are in this because it's trendy and cool, and you, as someone who I know has zero interest in trendy and cool, obviously, by yeah. looking at me. No, yeah. no. <laughs> I just know. I know you're. No, but you know, you say there are people that are superhuman. There's also super inhuman. I don't think he would have liked to have worked for Steve Jobs. No, I didn't know Steve Jobs. He didn't seem like a very nice man. I mean, no. employees did not were not treated particularly well. Uh, you know, the idea is to work out a balance. You know, if you can work out a balance where you can do this and still keep, you know, my, my attitude among people who work for me is, it's it's like a badly managed hospital. Hospital, you take care of the people first, and, and then you just try to keep the thing going. I imagine you're you're much better at that than me because I'm constantly pushing. We talked about it earlier that you could you recognize that I'm pushing and stretch thin, and I you know I I, I don't want to make it about me. It's more that I was I was discussing the fact that. That what we realized about ourselves is that we're nerds for this, and that we're just a yeah, different kind yeah. of nerd. We're not computer nerds per se, although we do have some technical knowledge with regards to that. It's these books we read, these books, and we care about design and we care about the history of it. That's why we're friends with people like Paul that that were here earlier. Yeah, well, you know, but but it's good when you're interested in something. You know, when I was a teenager, I used to go, "God, what did people do in the '30s and '40s before there was television? What did they do in the evenings? They must have <laughs> must have gone crazy. Yeah. There's nothing." Stare at the I wall. I don't yeah. turn on TV at all. I have something to do all the time now, either working on a car right. or a bike or something creative. And I mean, occasionally I watch television, sure, but yeah. it's not. It doesn't run my life like it did when I was a community teenager. You had right. to watch this from seven until eleven o'clock every that night. Show. To, right. That show, right? Yeah. That show, yeah. the appointment television, whatever it was, you know. So well, that actually that led me to another question. Then, on a visceral level, what is it that you really love about? the car and motorcycles the projects and all the things you do because i go to your shop and there's just there's hundreds of projects going on all the time and and i identify with that but i'm but have you ever really thought about what it is that drives you to do it, it just personally well you know when you do what i do for a living when you tell jokes some people think you're funny some people think you suck and they're both right yeah because if, <laughs> if they don't think you're, you're not funny but when something's broken and you fix it and it's running no one can deny that it's not running. It happened. You can't say, yeah. I can still be a jerk, but it's running. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you tell a joke, some people ask, some doesn't. Okay, all right, it's individual opinion. It's, it's, it, it, we're, but this, 
And plus, when you work with your hands, it makes you appreciate how easy it is to make money just talking for a living. You know, I mean, that's it puts it in perspective. Yeah. You know, I, my favorite story was that it was um, Suzanne Summers was doing um, Three's Company. Remember the John right. Ritter? Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, back in the 70s. And I loved there was, it. There was some negotiating going on. And this is in the 70s. And the network offered her 150000 a week. And her manager said that was an insult. Well, okay, maybe it's not enough. Maybe we'd like more. Really? That's an insult? <laughs> 150000 a week? The show is 22 minutes a week. It's $150,000 every week. Well, that's an ins it's really insulting, really? Oh, absurd, right? Really? Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, and that always made me laugh. Just, I always think of that because it just makes me laugh how absurd it is when you live in that stupid world, you know, of, of that. And sometimes when you live in a world of fifty, sixty, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 motorcycles, it seems, ridic it seems ridiculous. So you always have to keep thinking, yeah. you know, yeah. how lucky you are to be here. And why it's got to be done exactly right, and and what people are getting for their money. You know? Sometimes it goes the other direction too for us. You know, I uh, when we did our first video with you, that we didn't like the. You don't read the comments. I learned this, and it was one of the things you told me later was that just don't pay attention. Don't read the don't read the critic. Don't read the yeah. the comments. Certainly don't read the comments. It's exactly what you said. And someone said, "God, for that money, I could I could buy a brand new Corvette." And all I could think was, "Well." go buy a brand new Corvette. This isn't that. This is something totally right, different. Right. No, this you, is, can't, you can't read the comments. The, the, yeah. <laughs> not, just, not just that, but, but recognizing that to some people that's what they want and they're never going to understand that it was a $5,000 tank. people who don't have a skill think everybody else's job is easy. That's true. Well, I could show up at a show with a bunch of jokes and just tell them every night, well, go do it. Then do it. Get your only night show. You should do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like, oh, I, I could fix a motorcycle. What? How much for that? Oh, that's great. You know, whether you're painting a car or whatever. I mean, there's always somebody bitching and moaning about it. And it's hilarious to me because when you don't know how to do anything, you think everything else is easy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a common thing. I, I like to say that the more the older I get, the more I realize what shit I don't know. I have no idea what oh, I'm yeah, doing. Oh yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Get you know trying. Yeah, to I make think was it Mark mistake. Twain says he got older, he realized how smart his parents had gotten. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you. It's it, it's it's just again going. I I will ask this again though. So so to you, it's the certainty of of fixing that i like to say that when i finally do get to work on things and i get to either either just repair it and fix it or or rebuild it which i did with my jag i, I consider it my therapy yeah because it got me through this part of my life that i wasn't yeah. so happy and bringing that thing back to yeah you just don't want to get to the point where i knew a guy who was a dentist and he liked hot dogs <laughs> and he always wanted to open a hot dog shop so i opened a hot dog shop on one end of town it wasn't doing that well so we opened another hot dog shop on the other end of town. That didn't do that well. And then he lost his dental practice because he spent all his time at a hot dog shop. You're a dentist. Yeah. You're a de you just like hot dogs. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> you know, I like to have sex. I don't want to be a gynecologist. <laughs> okay, I have no interest in it, but I, I like sex. It's the same thing. Yeah. This, my, this dentist guy, he just was so into We all thought it'd be cool to be a hot, have a hot dog restaurant, you know, but, but, but. And he lost both the rest and, and the dental practice. <laughs> do what it is you do, you know, do that. After a while, because what happens is you start doing something and then you don't appreciate it. Right. And then you. Then you do a lesser version of it the next time around. And then the whole business fall. You know, appreciate what it is you do. 
that's that's the key you know i always meet comedians that want to act or singers that want to tell jokes yeah i do what it is you do don't why be a crappy actor when you could be a good singer? <laughs> you know, it's the same thing. <laughs> same thing. So comedy's your thing, and, and I'm hearing you say that do one thing, but you're also really good at, at the car thing and at the mechanics. No, it's thing. my hobby. Yeah, I'm not yeah. fixing cars for other people. It's true. I'm not rebuilding cars. You know, yeah. the great thing about jokes is nobody comes back six weeks later. You know that joke you told me? Uh, it's not working anymore. I'm telling <laughs> it to people, you need to fix it. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, you know, it's done too. It's, it's done. There's certainty, That's done. right? That's exactly. You, you send it exactly. out to the world, and it's gone. Exactly. Exactly. And you accept it when it isn't right. And yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Well, you know, I I, I know that we've had a great day together, and yeah, I, it was and fun I Don't want to make it longer. No, no. You know, <laughs> but I. So so what I really wanted to say was was thanks for all, for all you you've done for us. Oh well, thanks. Well, I'm really proud of you guys. You really, you know, from when you first came to my garage and told me about the whole idea. I mean. I meet people every day who say they're going to do stuff. I meet people who are going to build a supercar, or they're going to come up with some new bike, or they're going to improve fuel mileage by 80% when most factories can't get 1% or 2% a year. Right. I mean, I meet these people every day. So to meet someone who actually has done it like you guys, it's, it's impressive. It, it's good to see. I mean, you have a real shop. You have real customers. You have a real product. <laughs> people seem to like it. You know, that's, that's, that's what it is. So enjoy it, but don't. You know, you should be discontented, but not unhappy. You know, I mean, you should you. or be contented. I guess the thing. Don't worry about but happiness. Not, yeah, be be uh, content, but not complacent. Yeah, exactly. That's the yeah. word. That's the word. Yeah. Don't well, knock, don't don't open a hot dog stand. Don't open saying. a hot dog stand. <laughs> I think I'm going to get that made into a sticker. Huh? <laughs> don't don't open a hot that's dog right. stand. Yeah. You know? Oh, you lose your dental practice. <laughs> 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 and, and, and don't be a midget fighting kangaroo. That's right. That's the other That's lesson right. of the day. Um, I guess I missed that one. Oh, you did. I don't think complacency is even in my wiring whatsoever on any level. No, I can I can definitely confirm that it is not. I barely know how to spell that. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I think we could all work a bit and on And like I said, if something's any good, somebody else will pay for it. Yeah. I, I was telling him about... You know, and someone else will hate it. No, 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 no. I, he's being. Yeah. No, what yeah. I mean is, if you have a product you think is really good, don't sell your house to finance it. Don't sell you. If it's any good, someone else will pay for it. Yeah. Because that means it's good. We live in a society where your worth is dependent on how much someone else will pay for it. How much will they pay you to fix this? How much will they pay you to perform for them? How much will they pay you for whatever? So if you've got something that's not going anywhere, don't put your don't put your own money into it. Because you're the only one that believes this. I meet people every day that write a book. They can't get a publisher, so they publish. So they go to something and they pay ten thousand dollars and they run off, uh, you know, a thousand copies, and then they just wind up giving them away. And people go thanks, and they throw it away. I mean, it's it's if it's any good, somebody else will pay for it. Like you have investors here. Yeah. That yeah. means you have a product that is of a value. It's enough value that people want to put money into it. When yeah. they if they back out, don't put your own money into it because they know what they're doing. They're investors. Right. That's what yeah. they do. <laughs> they find people who have skills they don't have and they invest in that. You it's know, a, it's a point of pride. Yeah, and you're reminding you're reminding us what we what we know, 
and and it goes back to what you said earlier about the self-esteem and you have yeah, this, and you this you have fear. to value the investor you can't you know, this jerk gave us some money you can't be that way no they're he part could, of your team yeah he has no skill yeah. so he's using your skills but he has financial skills you yeah. have artistic and mechanical skills put the two together yeah but the slogan should be if it's any good somebody else will pay for it we're working on it. I think that's. Yeah. I think that's. Super I'm with you now. I I got you. Sage I mean, advice. Yeah. I mean, it's true though. I mean, think about it. It's true. Because investors walk around going, "I can't make anything. I can't produce anything." But I got a ton of cash. How can I make? Oh, there's somebody who makes it. You know, and they yeah. come to you. And it's fun. That it gives them some of that experience too. That hands-on thing that yeah. that we're doing. I and mean, it gives you worth that people come to you with money to put into what your idea is. It's still, it's still, it's still very flattering every time that someone says they yeah, want to support I mean, us. Yeah. As, when they buy a T-shirt, I get excited. You as know? it should be, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, thanks, and and obviously you you put your money where your mouth is by being here too, and I and you invested your time with us, and I, I well, really, thanks you guys, really, really thanks a lot. It. it was great fun. All right, well, thanks, Jay. Yeah, thank you, Jay. Thanks. See you guys later. <laughs> All right, let's All get right. in the hot tub. Let's get. <laughs> <laughs> let's get our clothes off and get in that hot tub. <laughs> be even funnier we're all sitting in a hot tub today with jay leno <laughs> managed to make it to town to hang out with us today <laughs> no thank you man it was so great so so good yes sir let's do it what time's flight and security